Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. If you haven't listened to Unladylike yet, you should check it out. Unladylike is a podcast about gender rules and the people who break them. You know, those unwritten but totally bullshit expectations of how we should live our lives. Every episode is like a how-to guide steeped in history, research, and real women's stories. It's hosted by Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin. Unladylike has covered everything from where to buy vibrators to diet culture and selling weed to the Equal Rights Amendment. Find these episodes and many more by searching for Unladylike now wherever you get your podcasts. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Have you heard the good news? What? Krispy Kreme Kid is free to resell donuts across the state border in Minnesota. I did hear that, yes. I actually heard it before we published last week's episode, and I just didn't tell you. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's still because of us. That's we right. did it. That's it was right. all the Unhappy Hour listeners. It was our words that went into the world and made a difference. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, last week we talked about a boy who would buy donuts, a college student, who would buy donuts in Iowa? Yeah. And then sell them in Minnesota where there's no Krispy Kremes. Right. And Krispy Kremes was like, stop, you can't. But then everyone, mostly us on this podcast, even though we it rallied came out behind after him. the news broke that uh, he's free. And now he can sell now as many sell... donuts as he wants. He's, yeah. He owns Krispy Kreme. Yeah. He is Krispy Kreme. He's Krispy Mr. Kreme. Krispy. 
I will honor him by creaming a donut. There we go. <laughs> anyway, on with unhappy hour. We're going to kick things off, as always, with worst things first, where I shout about the worst news of the week. Maybe we'll even bring more justice to the world this week. One news story at a time. After that, we're diving deep into a topic that I've mentioned many times, but finally feel ready to complain about. We're diving deep into baking. It's the great Matt Bake Off. And finally, we got comedian Janelle James. You've seen her on Late Night on Netflix's The Comedy Lineup, and you'll hear her now on this pod. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's put on our aprons and start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, police in Georgia say a man who owns a chain of taco restaurants had a sideline business distributing large amounts of methamphetamine. All right, then. That's what we call a dual business. That's what we call an entrepreneur. This was literally a plot line in Breaking Bad. Well, there you go. Never seen it. Oh, That's no. That's a lie. I've seen the first three episodes. Didn't he run a fried chicken restaurant? Um, I've seen the first three episodes, so if it's not in those, I can't help you. It's literally just what you said, and I'm asking you specifics. The counter-narcotics team in this part of Georgia say that the 34-year-old man turned himself in last week after being indicted for drug trafficking and conspiracy. I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do the crime, you better own up to it. That's that's how that phrase goes. That's why it rhymes. Yep. I just, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty new for a criminal to just be like, you know, you got me. <laughs> so, um, the guy who owns multiple Flacco's House restaurants, um, was having methamphetamine shipped to him to distribute throughout the Savannah area. Um, and he was uh, directing others to transport the meth to other states. I'm afraid to like online shop for shoes because I know <laughs> that once I receive them, they're not going to fit and I'll have to send them back. So I just love the courage, you know, to yeah. just like get a bunch of meth sent to you. Just it's shit. weird to me that there are still like interstate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like most crimes? But just like the Internet is like everything is interstate. Wow. Whoa. That's like that meme with the guy's head gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right. you know? Galaxy brain. Galaxy uh, brain. There is no, yeah, everything, there's no borders anymore. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry about it. Sorry about all your wars literally over borders, guys. <laughs> Next! A trio of castaway cows has been discovered. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> has been discovered on North Carolina's Outer Banks, where they apparently washed up after swimming for miles to escape <laughs> Hurricane Dorian's storm surge. Wow. Wait, Hurricane Dorian that was, was so like... long ago. Wait, they they must have found land at this some point. This is literally... This is... Castaway. I 100% <laughs> would go see Castaway Cows, the animated movie. Yeah, these cows were presumed dead. I also think that if it were an this animated, it'd be like Wallace and Gromit style. Oh, yeah. Claymation. Yeah. This is the plot of Castaway. He Once again, dead. never seen, but would watch this one. <laughs> Helen Hunt, uh, one of these cows was married to Helen Hunt. Amazing. And She stays she human got, in this animated one. Right. And she remarries. She remarries a different Claymation cow. And by the time they're discovered months later, she's moved on. 
Move, dog. <laughs> That's it. We can't top that. <laughs> Wait, are they alive? Yeah. That's great. Good for them. So Hurricane Dorian had, there was a storm surge uh, and they got like swept to sea, I suppose. And they had to, they apparently swam up to five miles uh, and they were found alive All on together? this island. Well, three of them. I mean, it does say 28 horses died. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so to be clear, this is the part of Castaway where like the entire plane crashes, but like Tom okay, Hanks spoiler arrives. alert. That's the beginning of the movie. Okay. But I like that these three cows stay together. Yeah. Through the swimming and everything, you know? And luckily, they'll be able to be brought back and slaughtered for me. Next! Uh, Louisiana man has avoided a driving while intoxicated charge by operating an electric-powered shopping cart to get from one bar to another. Ah, <laughs> that is innovation. Too drunk to drive home? Not if you take a shopping cart. So he was driving from a Walmart to a bar half a mile away, and deputies found the cart parked between two cars. Um, I mean, that's a very respectable place. You know, he's, it's not like these kids with their lime scooters just throwing them on the sidewalk. He parked in a parking spot between two cars. Yeah. I just, I can't believe this was an AP story. This was a story in the Associated Press. Someone didn't get arrested for drunk driving a car, a shopping cart. My God, let's save journalism in this country. And I continue to give them my money and attention. And finally, wildlife officials in New Jersey will remove aggressive wild turkeys from an adult community this week after several people have complained about a flock of about 40 to 60 rogue Damn. birds that had damaged property and cars and attacked people trying to shoo them away. Yes. They're just out there trying to have a good time. Also, 40 to 60 is fucking terrifying. Last Thanksgiving, there were wild turkeys near my boyfriend's parents' house in Boston, and there were maybe 10 in there, and like I was afraid to go outside. 40 to 60, that's that's a lot of bird. You know, I I eat 40 to 60 turkeys a year. You should probably (laughs) consider going to Jersey and taking these birds away then. Probably. I do love that, like, this is the, tis the season for turkeys to lose their shit. Yeah. And they deserve it. They know. But yeah, now the uh, Department of Environmental Protection for uh, New Jersey, which have done a wonderful job so far of keeping New Jersey clean. (laughs) Just kidding. Said that a division of fish and wildlife worker will have to try to trap and move 40 to 60 wild, aggressive wild turkeys using trails of corn <laughs> to bait them oh. and then trap them. Well, speaking of turkeys and speaking of Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, you know what we're doing next week? What? We're doing another advice segment, but this one is specifically for all you folks going back home for Thanksgiving or just Thanksgiving in general. Do you need advice on any sort of Thanksgiving-related situation? What should you make for a Thanksgiving appetizer? What should you tell your family that you do for a living instead of the truth, which is that you make out with wet mops? Where is the best place to hide from Uncle Gary in your house? All of these questions and more are accepted. You can email us at unhappy advice at pineapple.fm that's fm like the radio station this will be in our show notes you can tweet at us unhappy hour pod you can tweet at matt 
at Matt Belisai. You can tweet at me, Finkleberry Pie. Last time a lot of you DM'd me on Instagram. That's a totally great way to do it as well. Uh, but yeah, give us your uh, your questions, the things you need advice for for Thanksgiving. All right, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're asking our neighbors for a cup of sugar and diving deep into baking. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, so as listeners of Unhappy Hour know, I've been into baking recently. I, I bought a KitchenAid stand mixer, been Ooh. breaking in that oven. Yeah. And it's not going great. <laughs> All right. I set off the fire alarm several times. Most of the things I've attempted to bake have come out severely underdone, and I've given myself a stomach ache. And uh, at best, you get a baked good that you can purchase from the store for much cheaper. <laughs> so this week, we're diving deep into the hobby that is pro- perhaps most appropriate for the holidays. It is the time of year for baking. We're diving deep into baking. First! Baking is truly expensive as fuck. You can easily go, I mean, I maybe over time you're saving money, but like, no. All right, a single grain of spice is like $45. I almost bought a jar of whole vanilla beans that was like $200. What? Not not actually, but it was like a $30 bottle of vanilla beans. That's a lot of money for a vanilla. Oh, just because it's from Madagascar, which is apparently the only place in the world that has fucking vanilla beans? Is that true? Um, no, I don't think it's true, but it does, there is like a specific, it is a Madagascar mm-hmm. vanilla bean. <laughs> Did you know that a vanilla bean is just like an orchid? It's the end of an orchid? What? I knew it came from a flower. I didn't know it was an orchid. I'm pretty sure I read it once. Let's do a brief Wikipedia. Is Yeah, vanilla is a flavoring derived from orchids of the genus vanilla, primarily from the Mexican species flat-leaved vanilla. Wow, so interesting that the word Madagascar is not in there (laughs) once. Very weird. (laughs) Fun fact, Madagascar, Mexico, same thing. Same place. This has been Science with Matt. The point is, shit is expensive as fuck. I swear, every item that I bake, I spend like hundreds of dollars on the ingredients. And not just the ingredients, but also all the equipment. I don't mean like a KitchenAid mixer. It's like I'll be baking and then suddenly realize that I don't have like a very specific type of pan. And if you don't use that type of pan, your shit's going to come out just like diarrhea and it's not going to it's not going to bake right. Yeah, I had to buy. I'm everybody knows I've been watching Bon Appetit videos Mm -hmm. and I'm attempting to make the Thanksgiving pie that they make. And I realized I don't have a fucking pie dish. So I had to order those. Then I ordered pie weights, which I realized you can just use, like, rice or beans to weigh down the pastry. They really get you with that marketing. Yeah. Even better, you can just buy a fucking pie. You can buy a whole-ass pie pre-made by someone who knows what they're doing instead of threatening the the lives of you and your loved ones. That's the fucked up thing about baking, too, is, like, that shit is underdone. Someone dies of salmonella. Every time. Every time it happens to me. I bet you bake one apple whoopie pie 
and everyone's dead. That's what I made this week. I made an apple cider whoopie pie. And my entire house smelled like I had burned down an apple orchard (laughs) by dousing it in vodka. Because you have to reduce this, like, apple cider. Ooh, anytime you say that you have to reduce something, I'm like, you are an expert. Yeah, I I truly did not know what reduce meant. Mm -hmm. And it just means boil it until it goes away. Yeah. Next! I'm just constantly terrified that my oven is going to fully explode. I don't trust it. I don't trust anything that heats up that much. Mm-mm. Also, the gas makes me nauseous. Yeah, that's not good. Maybe <laughs> you should get that checked out. Because <laughs> that might be a gas leak, which also explains your behavior. Wouldn't that make me... Wouldn't my apartment blow up? Um, Not necessarily. It could just like ever so slowly be leaking out. I think I've said this on the pod before, but I my my true dumbest impulse is that when I smell gas is to like light a match. <laughs> yes, <laughs> extremely dumb. Because <laughs> what so... better way to check to see if some, something is leaking? <laughs> All right, well, and now I know how you'll die. I just I live in a seven hundred square foot apartment. If my oven so much as farts, like my entire building will explode. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about this because she said the same thing. We come from a very sensitive line. (laughs) Of course. Yes, that's what it is. My point is my ancestors probably shouldn't have reproduced Uh um, because we were not the fittest. Right. But they did anyway. And so now my weak ass is here. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my mom about this and she was saying how like, yeah, when she used to have a gas oven... And when she would use it, we would, like, f- not feel well. I guess it's probably a gas leak. <laughs> I think that's what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. You should definitely call someone. I think it's, like, a sensitivity to it. I mean, obviously, you're going to have some... Like, you're opening and closing it. When you turn on the stove, there's, like, gas that comes out. Yeah, yeah. And it, I just... I think we always just have, like, a particular sensitivity to it. Okay. Um, That I'm sure my mom, like, Munchauser syndromed into me. Yeah, 100%. That's what's happening. That's definitely why I think I have a cat allergy. It's not because I do. It's because my mom just told me I did enough times that I have it. Next! You have to wait for that shit to preheat. And that takes, like, hours. Uh, further proof that my oven is broken. <laughs> <laughs> You forget to turn the oven on? Fuck it. You got to start over because you you masterfully mixed your dough and then, oh, fuck, I forgot to turn my oven on. And now I have to, while I'm waiting for it to preheat, my my masterfully mixed dough is deflating. The fuck is that about? That's why every recipe starts with turn your oven on. That's why I hate when I'm watching Great British Bake Off and they're like, oh, I forgot to turn my oven on. You dumbass. You freak. You deserve to lose. Also, there are so many rules in baking, and I don't hate it. Don't overmix. Don't overwhip. Don't overbake. Don't get caught putting your dick in it. Then they'll make a whole movie about you and shame you, and they'll they'll call it American Pie. That's what they'll call it. Baking is just the same four ingredients. Okay, it's flour, sugar, eggs, and butter. And it's just people have written entire fucking books about how to make those mix those four things in different ways and confuse the shit out of me. Or there, you do each thing at different steps 
and you fucking confuse me. I really want to make a macaron. Oh, yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm just transported to France. Yeah. But I don't know how to make it. Well, I do know how to make it. And it's with almond flour. But then you have to make a meringue, which is just mixing up egg whites. But then you have to pour hot sugar into it and do all this other shit that I don't feel like doing. And it's just like, why don't I, I could just easily buy this from France because they know what they're doing. Next! I don't like knowing how much sugar and butter goes into what I make. It's not okay. No. Because when you buy a baked good, you can just pretend like you're not just eating a handful of sugar. Like this banana bread is actually 99% bananas and therefore it counts as my fruit for the day. Right. But then when you're making it yourself and you see how an entire fistful of sugar is goes into making it, it's upsetting. And I hate it! Also, it's way too precise. There's too much math involved, which theoretically I should be into, but I have to do a goddamn equation just to figure out how much fucking flour to put into a crust. I fucked up so many baked goods because I did math wrong. We should abandon whatever the fucking imperial system is. The metric system, it makes way more sense. I've been watching The Great British Bake Off so much, and it's so much easier to just weigh the goddamn ingredients instead of forcing me to know what a fucking cup of flour is. Also, because you can do it wrong so many ways. Yeah. You can't just pour the flour onto the cup. No, 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 no. And if you scoop it, you can't then try to shake it off to then scoop more. No, 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 no. You just have to do it in one foul swoop and then take a knife and scrape it across and if you fuck any of that up guess what your whole entire dish is fucked yeah it's just like 200 grams of flour is 200 grams of flour Done. no matter what whether it's whether it's tight as a butthole or loose as a butthole you know exactly what you're getting Baking is mostly just handling various goops and goos and then praying that the magic firebox does its hocus pocus correctly. And I don't like that. I like knowing exactly what's going to happen. I made a pistachio loaf with lemon zest in it. It didn't rise at all. I think there's something wrong with my oven. (laughs) Everything I try to make, it doesn't rise. This is one of those things, it's like therapy, when you say a bunch of things and then uh, someone else is going to be like, uh, do you see the common theme here? (laughs) Is that you need to get your (laughs) oven fixed. And finally, there's always that one person you know who's so good at baking and then they make you feel bad about it. And that's really what baking is about. It's about making other people feel bad for something that you could do better yourself. Baking is about showing off. It's about going to your neighbor's house with a tray full of cookies on Christmas and saying, listen up, bitch. I made this and you didn't, you son of a bitch. This is my, this is my glory. Say hello to my beautiful plate of glory that I could afford and you couldn't, that I could make with these hands and you couldn't. So, so eat this, you monster. And that's it for this week's deep dive. Fuck baking even though I will continue to bake until I am a master baker and I have my own pastry shop and you'll all be fucking sorry. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Janelle James in the stewed right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by our favorite fragrance company, Fleur. 
when I was sniffing through Fleur's many scents, I was immediately drawn to Moab. I like the spiciness of the long pepper mixed with the sweetness of the vanilla. It's sweet and spicy, just like me. Fleur makes great smelling, non-toxic perfumes. Unlike other fragrance companies, Fleur is super transparent. They tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it's there. So you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. And the sample process is easy and fun. Go to Fleur.com slash unhappy today to check out my curated sample set and get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. That's Fleur.com slash unhappy to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R dot com slash unhappy. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all made-up days designed to get you to buy more stuff. Let me tell you about another made-up day called Sell Your Shit Sunday. Yep, Sell Your Shit Sunday. It's a day to sell the stuff you don't use anymore. Created by Mercari. You know, Mercari, the selling app that makes selling your stuff fast and easy. So here's what you do. You go through your home, find all that good stuff you just don't use, that phone in the drawer, those jeans you only wore once, then you take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions of buyers. It's super easy. Finally, an app that makes you money. Check out Mercari and make every day sell your shit Sunday. The day may be made up, but the money is real. That's Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I, the selling app. My guest complainer today is comedian Janelle James. You know her from the comedy lineup on Netflix, Late Night with Seb Meyers, and as a writer for Black Monday on Showtime. Now you can see her in her own annual comedy festival, the Janelle James Comedy Festival. Welcome. Hello, that is correct. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So we like to start by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? So this was a really hard question for me because I don't know what everybody else loves, really. (laughs) Like, I don't. Well, you know, that's the the loose part of the problem. Yeah, I was just like, it's really just about bitching. I really don't give a fuck what everybody else. (laughs) I like what I like. But so I was like racking my brains and I was on um, Hollywood Boulevard. You know, they have the characters. People, oh, yeah, like Disney yeah. characters or whatever walking around like how Times Square is. Right. I don't like Minions. Like what the fuck is that about? <laughs> Those are like the lamest and people were like losing their shit trying to take pictures with yeah. this yeah. thing. Do they even speak? I don't remember. What, what No, do... they speak like uh, they speak their own kind of gibberish language. And it's like adults like lose. Oh my God. So yeah, I'll go with that. Minions. But minions. <laughs> it's very controversial. <laughs> minions are the like chief communication device of like midwestern moms on facebook i think oh like they're they use gifts and shit of them yeah or like there are those kind of like e-cards it's kind of like a meme but it's Uh like a still image with like some funny funny quote yeah it's just like that is peak comedy for like yeah it makes me upset because i don't get it It does. I mean, I know, yeah. Somebody uh, email me what the joy of the minions are because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I like cartoons and stuff, but that is, those are lame. They, and are... they have their own spinoff. And I'm like, what warrants a spinoff? But anyway, so that was one thought. Okay. I, had, I wrote down a couple. Uh, yeah, we could go through all of them. Star Wars is boring as fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Disney Plus came out yesterday and yeah. people were watching a new Star Wars on there or like an old new Star Wars or right, whatever. Right. And it's just, I, I've never gotten into it. It's so boring. I truly have lost track of like what What number... the fuck is happening? Yeah. After James Earl Jones is, I am a father. What else I need to know? I don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, what else? Coffee. Coffee tastes like ass. I right. don't understand. <laughs> I've tried I, all the beans and drips. And <laughs> if you need eight miles of sugar and milk to make it taste good, then it's not good. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I've like tricked my brain into liking it. And now I'm I'm fully. I don't even like the high, the awake that I get from it. It's how just, are you? How do you operate? How, I don't know. <laughs> I really not with coffee. I mean, I guess that's that's for the best. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I am always tired. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, Maybe yeah, I mean, we we might need I mean, to find a solution. Maybe I should get into it, but uh, I just don't like how it tastes. And no. in that, that same vein, alcohol, alcohol also, also tastes like ass. I haven't found a non-juice like you know alcoholic beverage that right. that I would want to just like. Casually have after sip. work. I yeah. don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, yeah, so that's, that's my list. <laughs> so, do you drink uh, like? I will hold the same glass of wine all night if people <laughs> pressure me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not drinking. I'm like, all right, right. But I have like gotten handed a shot and thrown it over my shoulder. So yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that uh, at least once or twice yeah. at, at a bar. Yeah, when uh, people pressure you in a drink, I'm like, okay, waste your money on me because I'm yeah. not drinking it. I will pour that shit at my feet. Right, right. It just don't taste good to me. And again, I don't like the feeling it gives. It was, it, well, before it would make me feel too wild. I'd be like, am I talking loud? You know? <laughs> right. And uh, now it just makes me sleepy, so. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I think the the older I've gotten, the more I'm like... Yeah, just the return on uh I don't know, investment yeah, in, like, in like uh, one one drink. And this is going to ruin also my tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to wake up like, "Oh my god, why did I do that?" Yeah, so. I feel it for like an hour and where it's like, "All right, this is fine." Yeah. And then a- everything after that for a full 24 Awful. hours is yeah. not good. Yeah. Maybe I'm just old. Who knows? It's <laughs> what you just said, basically. I don't know. I do. I nicely I'm still, said maybe you're just old. <laughs> I'm still holding it. I mean, I still am, you know, I partake mm. in the drink. I think yeah. I mean, people have their vi- their vices. I'm a piehead, so that's probably what I don't like. <laughs> I've had to stop myself recently from because I just have like a vape pen, which now I'm scared of because mm. they're Me killing too. people. And I have fancy ones in my house still. Yeah, and I don't want to. Usually, I'll like you know, I'll buy it from like the Apple Store of weed when I go to LA. Yeah. Or so I'm like, I mean, right. that's what people are telling me. Oh, it's the street vapes. I'm like, what's a street vape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm afraid of the street vapes, but also now I'm afraid of the like a not. Street vape. But what do vape drug dealers look like? They're just nerds. <laughs> I don't understand. How do you get a street vape? I don't know. I was reading some story about like uh, there was some like huge bust in like Michigan, and it was these, exactly like... where <laughs> illegal vapes would be. <laughs> so corny. And it was yeah, it was literally like a nineteen-year-old boys in their like uh yeah <laughs> cornhole in a vape in <laughs> <Right>. you <know? laughs> uh but yeah it was it's like they add some weird stuff to it that's not good for you hmm. but i had to stop myself even like one hit from the vape pen uh, before i would go on like a date and mm-hmm. i just realized during the date like i have no idea what i'm saying oh no what they're saying <laughs> i mean vape is definitely i haven't smoked it in a while i actually stopped smoking vapes before this whole thing happened because it really was um 
And I don't think I had street vapes. I had pretty fancy shit, but it was hurting my chest. It yeah. was hurting my chest. And it is a different type of high where you're just like, I've lost control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I realized like how quickly my my short-term memory is yeah. just gone. Yeah, I've gone back to the green of the earth. <laughs> Organic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grass-fed grass. Right. Are you able to smoke and then perform? Yes. <laughs> just the immediate, like, yes. what the fuck are you talking about? All the about? time. Does it always go well? I don't know. But in my head, I'm always killing. But uh... <laughs> that's all that matters, really, as long as you're well, like, feeling friends, it. Well, like, you know, usually I try not to, if I'm being paid, free show, you get whatever the fuck I give you. But... That's true. That's true. I I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fucking around because y'all fucking around by not paying me. Um, <laughs> uh, can I curse on this? Oh, yeah, yeah. You knew me before I got here. Um, <laughs> so I did a Netflix special like two years ago. God, that went so fast. But uh, And I we had two times to tape and I did the first one sober and then the second one hot. I see. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's wind it back up. Different feeling, you know. So, have you, um, do you go back and watch it yourself? Hell no. I cannot. No. No. I, I don't like watching or listening to myself. It took me a while to be able to watch or listen to anything that I was in. And I, I just, think it helped initially, but. Yeah. I used to listen to myself all the time because I used to be more precise about my joke writing. Like, yeah. I used to write everything down word for word, word. And so I would listen to make sure I didn't miss any words. And, then, you know, that type of thing. But now I just, I hate it. I hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> uh, TV makes you look like you just ate nine potatoes. <laughs> and I just can't stand it. And I don't want to be one of those, I got to go on a diet, bro. I'm really trying to stay away from that mentality. So right. I, can't, I can't take it. Yeah. I'm just curious of like if, yeah. Because I remember... I I watched the your Netflix mm-hmm. special and I don't know if I could tell like oh that she's drunk in that bit and not drunk in not that drunk bit. hi get it right hi <laughs> hi hi that's right that's right my bad we just said that yeah I mean some people because people know that I smoke a lot so some people are like oh you were hot but then nobody knows right because I'm high all the time how you know how you know when I'm not but um yeah and it's not like you did two different sets it's no it's like, all the one yeah, set right and so like Netflix gave us a chance to be like hey if you have any notes so we could take a joke from this one and a joke from it. But I don't like watching myself. So right. I'm like, the second one. Like, I don't need to see it. Did it. I was there. I felt it. I did my my album the same way. I did like four shows back to back. Not back to back, but, you know, over a weekend. And I didn't want to edit anything. So I had the the show that became my album. I, I just knew it. I came off stage. I was like, that's the one. And they were like, you want to make any edits? I was like, nope, it's, it's fine. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just- <laughs> I know. Um, was that the end of your list? I don't want to. I don't oh, want to miss any. I had one other thing that I've noticed on online just recently. The new thing that everybody loves is to like go after people for liking simple things such as the minions. So I don't like the minions, but I would never go online and be like, people who like the minions are stupid. Right, right. People who do that is just so weird to me. Like, why are you doing gender reveals? Why are you celebrating your birthday for so long? Like, just let people, life is so whack. Right. You know what I mean? Like, people just want to have a party. Like, give them whatever excuse, do it. Like, it's just, I mean, don't kill yourself at your gender reveal. That's... (laughs) Yeah, but someone just did. Yeah, they like crashed a plane. Like that's kind of fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. you imagine if there's like life after after this, and then you 
right, you get there right. like, oh, that's how I went out. Like, <laughs> God, <laughs> how embarrassing. But um. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, theoretically, yeah, that is the entire premise of this show. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, my no. Bad. I always say like, I never I never want to shit on anybody for something that is like as, as long as you're not hurting anybody. I mean, they're definitely corny. I'm just saying. Yeah. I understand the reason why people do it. People, you have, you need us. We get what? Thanksgiving, we get Christmas. You need an excuse to bring your friends together, to everybody to just stop chasing the bag as everybody right, is right. now and just like celebrate something. I get it. Yeah. Please find your joy. Gosh. I think in general, it's just like, don't, uh, don't be an asshole about w- the things that you're saying. It's, it's like people like to go on the internet and, and be, be assholes. I'm assholes. just like, stop it. So I, you know, I, have been on online for a while and I'm one of the few comics that has stayed on Facebook. Yeah. Like everybody ran the, to Twitter and stuff. So I've been on Facebook and the reason I like to be on Facebook is because everybody can't talk to me. On Twitter, you got to individually block it. I just, right. I don't want it. So on Facebook, I, I still haven't had, uh, I still haven't changed it to a fan page. I still have my personal page. Yeah. There's 5,000 people in it, which is too much now that I think about it. But, uh, only those people can talk to me. And right. in the 10 years that I've been there, I've trained them in how to talk to me. So nobody, I don't even deal with trolls or anything anymore. Any, and if every once in a while one slips through, they self-police. Everybody right. else, you know what I mean? Right. So I've been watching, a lot of my followers are people who have seen me at shows mm-hmm. on the road over this past 10 years. So I've been watching Strangers lives for 10 years. I feel like Zuckerberg. I totally get <laughs> <laughs> why he does it i, t- I mean yeah. he's making money but i totally get all the information they have so i feel like because i've been watching people for so long i've seen like births deaths marriages divorce cheating everything right, like right. and these are people i don't know but i'm like what who i got drunk again you know whatever <laughs> but it's so interesting to me but because of that i feel like i can predict what people will say before they say it i can i know what they're going through i can tell by certain posts what people are going through, like, oh, they're going to break up. Oh, <laughs> something's going on with her job. Like you, And then, sure enough, two weeks later, they're like, oh, me and Brad are broken up. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's just... You're like the Facebook But as whisper. things are falling apart, people can become more mean. Right. That's when they start like, why everybody having a birthday? Or whatever the fuck. It's like, oh, something's going on with this person. And it's just, it makes me, instead of getting mad, what I think is like, oh, everybody thinks like they're experience is so special but we're all doing the same shit right right it's a little bit by region like the midwest does stuff a certain way and you know the, the coast do stuff but we're all living the same right lives and it's just something to remember when you're getting all fucking pissed right yeah. <laughs> about dumb shit <laughs> No, that is, it is weird. It's like, that's what's so scary about the internet in general and mm-hmm. like why these companies are all like, they seem so scary is because they can get all of your information and shit. But yeah, because like, as soon as you start, hey, me and Brad broke up, his Facebook, like, <laughs> why don't you go on Tinder, blah, blah, right. blah, you know what I mean? Like advertising. But yeah, stuff it's like everybody is going through the same like patterns. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, once you kind of recognize the pattern, you can. I think it's kind of comforting. See. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I there's so so many directions I want to go in. One is so I am a piehead. That's what I do to people. <laughs> I'm everywhere. That you have you have a uh, your Facebook, so you don't have a fan page. It's just like no, your personal page. Still that my you personal, add people as like and friends. My, my uh, 
agents and shit keep saying, why don't you switch it to a fan page? Nope. Uh, <laughs> if I just if I, love then you're adding people as like friends. Yeah, then. I've kicked out people I really know. I want strangers because, and if it, for any comedians that's listening, this is strategic. Your friends aren't going to buy your shit. Yeah. Your friends don't come to your shows. You want, you think, you like to think they do. First of all, I don't like my friends to come to my shows because they just, they're either trying to hide or they're like beaming in the front row waiting for you to notice them and it, it distracts me. But strangers are really people who will support you. And if you have, and me having a Facebook page, a personal page like I do, they think they're my real friends. Yeah. They're, they made it in. They're strangers who've made it in. There's people in my, in my friends requests who's been there for years and when I someone falls off and I let a new person and they're like oh my god I'm in <laughs> <laughs> I can talk to her directly and you know you're, I mean? you're standing with a velvet rope yeah, I just am wait. I have made like a VIP Facebook uh experience so and I enjoy it and so sometimes they get in and they fuck up right away by saying something about <laughs> my teddies or something and I gotta let them out like ah you fucked up but you know it's uh, I love that. Yeah, I yeah, I. As soon as I got serious about comedy, all my family, all that shit, out of there. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want my aunts on there. Like, remember when you were three? Like, this is business. Like, stop it. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh so you you were born in the Virgin Islands. Yes. Uh, and you grew up there. You yes. Grew, and then you, I know you lived in the Midwest for a bit. Two seconds. It's so weird because people think I'm from the Midwest because I started comedy there. I see. I am not. I lived there for two seconds. Yeah. You blink and you miss me. <laughs> I lived in the Virgin Islands. I moved to New York. Went to the Midwest for two seconds. Moved back to New York. Got it. Basically. Got it. Yeah. I yeah. There's also I I feel like I'd read that you were L.A. based. I was in L.A. for two seconds. I guess. <laughs> I know. Working I'm, on Black Monday. Yeah. And then I guess I I guess that's the longest I've been out in New York. So all the comedians are like, "You live in L.A. now," and I'm like, <laughs> "No, I don't." But I, it's sexy to say bi-coastal. Let's say that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I go. I live wherever the money is. That's the basically. Yeah. That's what all comedians do. Right. <laughs> Whoever's paying me, that's where I live. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gotten into that pitfall before, though, where it's like you say one thing in an interview and then people Then people read just it. go with it. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd also was reading you. Uh, you worked in fashion for a little while. I did. So that was my first New York in, incarnation. When I first moved to New York, I moved. Uh, to work in fashion. So, yeah, I uh, worked in fashion design. I worked for Donna Karen. I worked for Ili Tahari. Then I went to fashion PR, which was like throwing parties for like, it had this section a couple years, like maybe two years where every fashion designer wanted to do ta- uh, coffee table books, these huge books that were basically a book about me. And so <laughs> right. then they, it was another, it was an excuse to have a party. And right. so they would have parties. So I worked for a company that would put those uh, things together. Yeah, I used to be very into that. I, I mean, mean, until I wasn't. Ninety percent <laughs> of the fashion industry is parties. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> so I left high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And my my friend, my best friend at the time, we were like, "Well, we like clothes." You know what I mean? Like that's how we chose <laughs> it. You know what I mean? And I think Project Runway had just started, and I we were like, "Let's move to New York." <laughs> And I am very like once I get something in my head I'm, to do, I'm doing it. So I immediately moved up here and she never came. She just recently like found me online or something. She's like, remember when? I'm like, yeah, bitch, when you stranded me. But, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> she gets turned away at the Facebook. No, she rope. like f- met some guy and stayed 
it never showed up. And oh. I'm up here. Be, I mean, I, I was living very fabulously poor like you could back then. I don't I don't even know if you can be poor here anymore, like the real poor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the like, you know, cheapest apartment that you could possibly get. Yeah, like my first like... apartment didn't have doors. Like, no doors. Anyway, and I remember I was like, there's no doors. And he's like, oh, you want doors? Like, I was being, you know, like, yeah, you're, like, taking the shit, like, looking directly into the <laughs> living room. And um, I remember first looking for an apartment in New York and, like, not realizing how weird it was that, like, so many apartments had, like, shared bathrooms on yeah. the floor. Like, where you just, like... With your neighbor and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. I've had everything. The crazy roommate, the shared bathroom. I had one place, the floor was, like, I guess they laid the hardwood or it got warped or wet or something. And it was, like, rolling hills. <laughs> right. Irish <laughs> hills on my... It looked like <laughs> bodies were buried underneath it. And I just... Walked in there, walked around there for like a whole right. year, just being dizzy and just like I love New York. But that's you when you young. lived below me, and I <laughs> you wore my <laughs> took the valve off of the radiator. When you're young, though, it's like I'm in New York, I'm living my dream. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Now I want doors. It is amazing how much you lower your standards when you first moved to New York. Yeah, you just roll like, everything. Yeah. Well, all I need is pizza and a dream or whatever. <laughs> now I'm like, gosh, I got to get some vegetables in me or I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember trolling uh, Craigslist, and there was one where it was one of those weird, like, some, Ooh, some old man that. was like, oh, you can be my, like, sugar child, mm-hmm. or whatever they call it, sugar baby. For living in my closet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, getting food, like, spoon-fed uh, mm-hmm. every meal. Mm-hmm. It was like, that does sound ideal. <laughs> when you're young, you're like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I have a beautiful place to live and someone will feed me. <laughs> What's the downside? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was into it. Uh, <laughs> I totally get it. But I, yeah, I, I fortunately found a, a better place to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is, a, it is a struggle. It is an uphill battle constantly. But then you, now we got our stories, we, you know? So I don't regret any of it. I mean, I feel like living in New York then really, like if I was supposed to live until I was 80 is going to be 75 now. I really feel like I cut five <laughs> years off my life just my first, just by living here. My first, like, five years in New York where it was brutal. Right, but right. What are you going to do? I want to ask about Strong Black Laughs. Yeah. So, are, are you hosting it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm interviewing. It's a, a shoot, offshoot of Strong Black Lead, which came out last year. Yeah. With uh, Tracy. And so, it's uh, with Janelle, this... this uh, this this time around amazing and, and you're I'm interviewing strong black comedians it's, it's it was cool because it's a not only like really good comedians but comedians that a lot of people in the black community i like saying that, uh don't feel like got their due like they're like pioneers or you know or have been around for a while and had really never really been seriously interviewed everything has been like yuck 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 joke a joke you know and like you really don't know anything about them really so i was excited to do like a real interview uh, sit down type thing. Yeah, with these I've never done that before, but I was like, "Fuck it," you know what I mean? They paid me well. How hard going to be to ask some questions, and it went well. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and yeah. It, we filmed portions of it for, which is confusing because now everybody thinks it's a TV show. Right. The promos are video, and everybody, like, I can't wait to watch this on Netflix, but it's not on Netflix. It's a podcast. The promos is just so you fucks can look because no one <laughs> wants to read anymore. True. True. And if you read, you would see it's a podcast <laughs> that will be coming out on the Spotify's and all that and right, such. Yeah. So. Um, so you have uh, the Janelle James Comedy Festival. Yes, I'm very excited. This is our second year. Um, 
so it's talk about the kind of origin of it and then so, what's happening. Eugene Merman, King of Alt, who was the king of all comedy, he pretty much invented all comedy, had a festival for 10 years at the Bell House in Brooklyn called the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival. And even before I knew who he was, I knew what that festival was. And I was like, who the fuck names a festival? <laughs> I just thought it was the most hilarious shit. So when I got to New York, I got booked on that festival and I've done it a couple times. And he always say was instrumental in getting me into the comedy scene in New York because uh, once I did that, and he would have, he's, he's, Alt comedy, but he would have all types of people on his shows. Club club comics, up-and-comers. I think he was kind of instrumental for Hannibal crossing over and becoming more well-known well, uh, well mm-hmm. outside of Chicago. And so he, yeah, he helped my entree into the New York comedy scene. And so year 10, he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. He's like, oh, this is my last year. And I was like, what? Uh, I love this thing. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm done with it. I'm Bob's Burgers rich. And uh <laughs> I was like, oh, well, can I have it? And <laughs> and he said, yeah, you should do that. So last year uh, he handed it down to me and now we're in our second year. Amazing. Yeah. And last year was awesome. And I'm doing it again. That's the only reason I'm doing it again. It's not a lot of money making in festivals. <laughs> I hope everybody knows. Everybody thinks I'm going to have money now. It's not true. But it was so fun and just just a good time last year that I'm just trying to recreate that feeling because uh, the world is shit. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's three days? Three it's three nights? days. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But anyway, it was three days last year too. But uh, three days, three nights uh-huh. uh, at the Bell House, Brooklyn. And um, last year we had um, Amy Schumer dropped in, Hannibal, David Cross, Black Thought. So I've already started begging all my famous friends to please come by as well. But Regardless of them, whether they come or not, I've booked it on with comics that I think are funny, and I know what funny is. So the point is, everybody's gonna have a great time. There's not only comedy; it's all kind of like uh, surprise shit that happens, and I, I don't do anything half-assed. And it's my name, so I would like everyone right. to come out. It's yeah. not gonna be whack. It's the Janelle James <laughs> Comedy Fest. I get run out of town if it's lame. So uh, yeah, I'm proud of it, and I'm happy just to have something of my own. And it was just cool of Eugene to help me get it going yeah yeah and i think i i saw um at least some of the names that were coming this year Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there are are a lot of people who listeners of this show maybe i mean if you're comedy fans you may yeah yeah but i can't remember right (laughs) (laughs) i know i was also like well (laughs) i don't remember have i I seen the 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 list because i have a list of people that are on the on the festival and i also have a list of people that keep asking me to be on the festival so they're confused in my head (laughs) i don't know who i said yes to and who i I just i can't well yeah we just know that um the people who uh you know you'll have fun no matter what yeah it's, 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 it's 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 it'll be great yeah. yeah, I know one of most of the feedback that I got last year was like, oh, man, it was just such a good vibe. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I had such a great time. That's all I want to hear. Like, yeah. I just want to laugh for three days straight. It's right. Great. It's I great. mean, that is the ultimate. Yeah, compliment. that's why I got into this shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is December 5th through 7th at the Bell House, which is a beautiful venue. Yeah. Right. It's one right. of my favorite places to perform in New York. One of the only places with like a chandelier that you can sit beneath. It's like fancy, but you don't feel like, ah, <laughs> oh, damn, I can't laugh loud in here. Or, you know right, what I mean? Right. I can't have fun in here. Like, it's just so, it's like you feel uh, isolated from the rest of New York I like when you're in there. Yeah. And a, and a really good show is happening. That's what I like about it. It's just like, oh, we in here having a ball. You know? Right. Yeah. Awesome. 
So we have, this is, I always say it's a game, but in quotation marks. It's called, uh, it's more of a segment we call Elaborate, which is some tweets where you've expressed your hate of something. Me? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And I just want you to elaborate on it. All right. I love hearing people read things in my (laughs) voice, how I talk. Um, All right. This is pretty straightforward. I hate motherfuckers that call me hun. (laughs) 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 Fuck out of (laughs) here. God, when is that from? 2017. Oh, I must have just went through the Midwest on some shit. Because it's so condescending. Like, you ain't saying that on some, uh, uh, you know, nice shit. You saying it on some putting me in my place shit. Oh, yeah. Nobody is. Sweetie, hun. Like, get the fuck. Not your hun. Anyway. (laughs) It's never someone who knows you well, you know? Right, right. Oh, yeah. The level, there's no. Passive aggressive. Right. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> the line between like a, a compliment and a and a straight up insult in this case is almost non-existent. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten a couple of huns where I'm like, I'm not upset with that. I I feel like that hun was given in in good spirits. You know what I mean? You can tell, just like a joke, just like an offensive joke. You can tell the spirit behind the joke, and that's right. when it becomes offensive. Like, oh, you trying to make me mad, or you really just was trying to be funny and it didn't work out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. So same shit with hun. Don't call me that shit. <laughs> Um, this one, uh, this is a little bit older from 2015. Boy, uh, men say I to scrub my tweets. Anyway, <laughs> men say they hate being married, but guess who keeps doing it? <laughs> the fact is, they live longer when they're married. You don't. Your life gets so much better, men, and the quality of life goes down for women. And also, it's something that men have have. Not anymore. We're kind of getting out of it. That's why the, all these old dudes are panicking. Mm-hmm. But it was constructed with them in mind. Women can't work. Stay out of the workplace. Right. So we got to get fucking married. Like, why don't wonder why women want to get married. You've made it so I can't uh, live on my own. Right. And now that women are making more money and shit, we're like, eh, I'm good on that. <laughs> and now men are panicking. Why don't any well, these women don't want to have a family anymore? Like, it's just they know that they uh, benefit from it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, <laughs> that reverse psychology. Nobody's well, forcing you to get on your knees. You're doing it, you know? Right. Um, can't decide if I hate Mr. Actually or Sir To Be Fair more. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like, so that type of shit ran me off Twitter for a while. Yeah. Like you write something and here comes, actually, like, bitch, you know, it says comedian in my in my name. Right. The comedian. Like, you know I'm joking. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and what's the, the, to be fair. To be fair. You don't need to be fair. I know you're not fair in your real life. So why are you coming on my joke <laughs> yeah. to play, you know, this, uh, what is it? Devil's advocate bullshit. Yeah. Same shit. It's just like the same shit like what I was just talking about previously. I don't buy it. You're not, you're being disingenuous and you're being annoying on purpose to have some kind of power over me, a woman that's daring to speak on the internet and being popular for it. It's a lot of people that hate that. Right. And so they come in, like, get the fuck (laughs) (laughs) out of here. Anyway. Um, Well, I'm glad we got got riled up. (laughs) You wait till the end to give me ear punching. (laughs) All right. Well, um, obviously people can come to uh, the I'm a really happy person, guys. I know. I don't like bullshit. I really don't. So if you don't like bullshit, come to my festival, really, because it's just we're like mired in bullshit right now. So many people just double talking and acting stupid and just I I can't take it. So come laugh. Uh, Amazing. And then where can people find your Janelle James comedy 
com is my website that I infrequently update, but maybe I'll get on that. Um, that's where you could just like a starting point. But I have a Netflix special. You ju- you could just uh, type in my name, Janelle James, or the comedy lineup. It comes up that way. Uh, I have all the things that they make comedians do now. You got right, the, you right. Got the, you got the Twitter, the Janelle J comic, or just put in my name. I got the Instagram over there trying to be interesting in picture form. I have the... Uh, I mean, you, could, you could try your luck at the Facebook page, but that's... Uh, you can read me, like... but you can't talk to me. So, hey. <laughs> it's a tight... You it's play your cards right, you might get in two, three years. I don't know, you know? <laughs> I got a list and, uh, you know, so Amazing. you can try that. And uh, But I do like Facebook and I'm, one again, one of the few comedians that's still left there. And I actually try to be funny. Like everything I post is is in jest. And so people like it. I've had people come up to me on the street and say, you're the only person I follow on Facebook. They'll scroll and it'll be just me. Yeah. Because uh, I like to make people happy. I like making people laugh and I like writing. So right. that's my... Uh, Media app of media yeah. of choice and it's and they're all the same either you like to get lied to in, in word form or picture form so you choose <laughs> you choose your uh, <laughs> choose your, your poison all right we're almost there we're almost at the end of the show but first our chasers chasers are the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier starting with the tv we've been watching this week barry what you've been watching. I cannot believe I haven't brought this up yet. What? It's a new season of Riverdale. Oh, God. Yeah, we're in season four, <laughs> baby. I'm all caught up. It's so stupid and I love it all. It's so good. It's so bad. Oh, uh. uh, yeah, that's what I'm watching. Five episodes, five episodes in. Uh, some of my favorite quotes so far. Why don't you try writing a compelling drama instead of starting it? That's a good one. In a room full of FBI agents, they send Betty in to defuse a bomb. <laughs> You're like a beautiful mind, but for serial killers is another great line from this season. Um, it's just stupid, and I love it so much. And yeah, that's what I'm watching. What about you? Mine um, is not a TV show. It is about a TV show. Uh, oh, uh, everyone knows that I constantly rewatch The Office. Yep. And I have been listening to a brand new podcast ah. by our very first guest complainer, Angela Kinsey. Angela and Jenna have this new podcast called Office Ladies that is the two of them doing a uh, episode-by-episode breakdown of The Office. It is very granular, (laughs) and I say this with love, but they are both, like, super cheesy. (laughs) I mean, they're like moms. (laughs) But they, like, break down every episode of The Office and give a bunch of, like, background to it. And it's just, like, yeah, as someone, obviously, who, like, loves the office and watches it a thousand times always it's fun to like go and hear all of their little tidbits i do it's just like fun and enjoyable and they're they are like bffs in real life yeah so it's fun to listen to them uh what is your non-tv chaser uh my chaser once again uh i just want to mostly update people on my hashtag journey i'm now on book five of harry potter audiobooks (laughs) okay no i'm on six I'm on Half-Blood Prince. Uh-huh. I'm now in book six of, <laughs> of Harry Potter. Um, and it's just still the thing that's making me happy and keeping me afloat. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's my chaser this week again. Uh, and also, I, I don't know if I officially updated people. Thanks to everyone who reached out and was like, I can like just send you the Stephen Fry audiobooks. I was able to download them when I was in Europe. Oh. So I've been listening to the Stephen Fry audiobooks. I like them better than the Jim Dale ones. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. He's really talented. <laughs> I have to go back and, and 
perhaps re-listen then. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I know that I that was my chaser not too long ago, but I'm going to do it again. What's your chaser? Mine is also an update, I guess. I Basically, everybody knows I've been on my fitness journey for the past however many months now. It is weird that I like talked about going to the gym as one of my chasers when I like first started actually going to the gym. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I've, I don't know if I've said explicitly, but I've lost like 60 pounds. Yeah. I know I, I, know I sound <laughs> much fitter. <laughs> but it made me think about, well, A, I try not to weigh myself too much. Mm-hmm. And I, my trainer talks about this. It's like, yeah, we don't want to fixate on a number. It's about how you feel and how your clothes fit. And like, yeah, it's more about internal value and not external value Mm -hmm. um that being said i weigh myself once a month and i did today and it was like not as great as i wanted it i still lost weight this month but it was not as great as i wanted it to be um but i also read this was technically my chaser um my friend ariel wrote a really nice article in eating well which is a um, food site and she talks a lot about um, she kind of was very public about her weight loss journey and she lost a lot of weight pretty quickly and like became a Weight Watchers ambassador. Um, but it, she didn't do it in a very healthy way. And mm-hmm. it was like oh, this weird thing when you like have this weight loss journey that people sort of like reward you for what they see, but they don't actually know you know, yeah. if you're doing it in a healthy way. And I've tried very much this entire thing to be like, I want to like change habits so that I'm doing, you know, that Living I Living healthier. Right, right. <clears throat> so yeah, I think it was just like a good reminder that it ha- that I was maybe not the happiest with my progress, but also it's like, yeah, I'm not going to get fixated on anything. Yeah. I'm also not an example. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not an example. No. the point is it's not i like i feel weird i never want to be someone who's like here's my before and after and like yeah that it's just about that difference Mm -hmm. because it is like a process this is all very new agey even for me (laughs) but it's like yeah it's about um being proud of the progress and like doing it in a healthy way uh, and just keeping that in mind, especially as the winter comes and like the holidays come and it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to not indulge the fuck out of myself for the next two months. Also, there are some people who wrote and were like, absolutely do not do that juice cleanse that I've talked about. Good. And you should know I'm not doing a 10 day juice cleanse. Good. I did for five days just do like a one meal replacement. Even that was too much. And I probably will not do it again. Good. Um, Yeah. Your body is supposed to eat food. (laughs) There's no reason to deprive yourself of that. (laughs) Anyway, so that was my chaser. Uh, You should go read Arielle Calderon's Eating Well post. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. And that's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. 
And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I am unworthy of your love. Jody, Jody, let me prove worthy of your love. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all made-up days designed to get you to buy stuff. But have you heard of Sell Your Shit Sunday? It's a day to sell the stuff you don't use anymore, created by Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You just take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. Download Mercari and sell your shit today. The day may be made up, but the money is real. That's Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I.